what she is. Uh, can you say hi? Hi. Hey, everybody. Hey, yo, hey, yo. <laughs> Guys, it's Anna. Anna's home. Yes. Praise God. Welcome to the Ancient New Podcast, Anna. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, first time speaker, maybe first time listener. Second time? Second time speaker. Second time speaker. Oh, A million time listener. Oh, That's encouraging. There's T-Boy. <laughs> Hello. Hey, well, okay, so tell me uh, one amazing thing that the Lord has done for you this semester. Okay, put me on the spot. Um, well, one thing that I was just telling these lovely men about is how he saved my grade somehow. Just Amen. These teachers, man, they did not have to let that slide, and they did, so... Woo! When you hey, when, the Lord. when you turn in an assignment late and you get full cred, it happened several marks. times, folks. Full marks. Don't count on that, okay? <laughs> well, I have a great time making your coffee. Thank you. We love you, Zeke. Love you guys. Bye, baby. Um. Okay. So, can I talk about something that happened on Sunday? Is it going? No. Right I already know what you're the worship talk about. service. I already started. know this is. So <laughs> Your eyes changed so much. Just <laughs> why? Like, what do we? This is. It's a tired horse that's dead, and we keep beating it. No, no. The 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 tired horse that's dead that we keep beating is that the Volquest pod could have a better production level. Yeah, um, I, I even DM'd them about it. Did you email Brett account. Hubs? I sent him a DM on. Do you think that Volquest listens to this pod? No, because if no. they did, then they would realize that you don't. Oh, we could be, we could be better with. Wow, not much money. Yeah, like these these guys that are completely not pros. Yeah, sound so much better than we do. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no. Sunday morning, we're about to start the worship service, and <laughs> Thomas Thomas looks at me and says, "I have no idea where my keys are. No idea. I don't know how I'm going to get home." You know what? But and, I remembered, Lee. And then you said to me, you said, tell you what, why don't you go, uh, and, and I said, I know exactly where your keys are. And then you said, why don't you go put them on Instagram so that I can find <laughs> I knew exactly where they were. I found it later. <laughs> when did you remember? Or did you just randomly go in to get some M&Ms? And no, when them? something like that happened. No, I don't, I don't, I don't go get those M&Ms. Those are using Mark. No, oh, they're not mine. It's just Mark's Tom and Mark. Tom, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, I, 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 usually, I would, I like walk back through the morning, and oh. I remembered oh, the first thing I did was went into Lee's office, yeah, to print music, and then I was like, oh yeah, they just set them on the desk in there. And there they were, <laughs> and then I usually tell the Lord, thank you, you put them right where I thought they were going to be. You put them because you know he'd be doing that sometimes. You're <laughs> like, where's this thing? Hey, I have you, no idea. You turn, I looked here four times, and then it showed up. You turn in an assignment late, and you get full marks. There you go. That's, that's the name of the episode. That's beautiful. Um, okay, um, here's a random quick question okay i had one but you can have one most underrated character in a christmas movie go gonzo gonzo as charles dickens yeah that's great yeah the okay so here, here's my thing or, with the or beaker <laughs> wait oh yeah it yeah. just follows around yeah. bunsen yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and bunsen is trying to yeah. collect money for the poor yeah yeah, yeah. and beaker's just like me 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 yeah. <laughs> We, I have a playlist of songs that Jude and I listen to on the way to school. Yeah. Anytime we're in the car, Jude Jude has a lot of opinions about music. And uh, Who could have foreseen this? Yeah, I know. But one of the things that's on there is uh, the Muppets version of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. Because Beaker does all the, the naughty <laughs> me, bits. Me, me, me. Yeah. yeah. 
So funny. That's a great one. Uh, have you watched the Jason Siegel Muppet movie? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. At your behest. Um, Is that the right word? At my behest. Sure. Yeah, that'll work. Um, um, I think Gonzo's greatest moment in that movie is that of all of the audio books and performances I've ever experienced of A Christmas Carol, Gonzo delivers, yes, yeah, when, exactly when he does the Tiny Tim line, it's the best. Who did He's not like, die. Yes, <laughs> Tiny Tim, who did not die. <laughs> it's so perfect, and he leans right into the camera to say it. You know who's never seen that movie? Say it out loud. Rob Logan. What? Yeah, no, if I, and it, it hurts when he doesn't because he's seen all the movies. So when Rob hasn't seen a movie that you love, I am you know what he also off. has not seen is It's a Wonderful Life. And he says, isn't that for old people? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm in pain right yeah, now. Yeah, we should, we should retitle our show The Bobby Logs Rose Fest it's today. Like, it's, like, it's like bringing Tuna Mac to Christmas dinner or Ugh. something. You know he would. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so... Oh, offensive. Okay, so here's my here's my question for you. Wait, can I answer my first question first? Sure. My first question was underrated character in a Christmas movie. Mine is Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> He's been a character in our family games at the church for like the past three weeks. Has he really? Always. Yeah, yeah. I think he's great. When he <laughs> when he takes on the abominable snowman and calls him the Bumble. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's so it's so underrated. It's so underrated. I love it. Okay, what were you going to ask me? I was going to ask your preferred style of Christmas lights, like on people's homes. <sighs> okay, so this is a this is this is a little bit of an issue in our marriage. I don't like colored Christmas lights. Okay, I don't I don't like the the variegated like the 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 ones that are on my hearth right now. Mm. So I he like, doesn't like his house. No. Okay. I, what I love is on our front porch we have the garland with just the yeah. like yellow lights or like yeah. the, like, the soft like, white. Yeah, yeah, soft white. Yeah, warm. It's warm. Yeah. No, when you when you give me those those white white. Yeah, no, white, no, I don't want I'm those like, clinical. Yeah, it's no. a it's an operating theater LED yeah. almost blue. Yeah. Headlights from a Lexus. Yeah. I don't need that. My favorite house in Oak Ridge is right down the street from yours on Delaware. Wow. It's those. It's it's like. It's like an A house, right? Literally, right when you turn on your neighborhood, there's big colored bulbs that are oh. like very retro. Wow! I think they're awesome. That's cool. Real simple. It's my thing. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, no. Did you guys do Christmas lights on your house when you were a kid growing up? Uh, up to a certain point, and then my dad lost all of his Christmas cheer. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, I don't want to. <laughs> I was like, I, I think it was when I got to high school. He was just like, no, it was probably when I was in middle school. He was just like, Lynn, I don't want to do this anymore. Lynn Cox losing his Christmas cheer as you lose your car keys. That is really something. Okay. That's <laughs> just. We have an audience for the first time, so I can. It's fun to hear. It's fun to hear. Well, it. This is our first live show. Yeah, it's fun to hear what Anna thinks is funny. Welcome to our live podcast, yeah. Taping of Ancient and New. First and only. <laughs> Anna, yeah, Anna is literally in the kitchen making coffee, uh, laughing at different roasts yeah, yeah, that yeah, happen. Yeah. Anytime Lee throws me under the bus, Anna just chuckles. I think that <laughs> there she is. She chortles. She. Just... Ch- <laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> I think she also was pained to find out that that uh, that Bobby Claus hasn't listened to, or hasn't watched um, the Muppets Christmas Carol. As I just, 
He would love it. It's he got Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> it's got Michael Caine. Like it's it's a great. What I love about Michael Caine in that movie is that the director was like, "Okay, here's the deal. You're going to be surrounded by Muppets, yeah. so feel free to cut it up. You know, yeah. have have fun with it." And he said to the director, "I'm going to play this role as serious as a car accident." Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So yeah. good. Yeah, it, it, that's something I I brought to our marriage. Maddie Maddie was not. It was not her thing, and now we watch it every year, and she really appreciates it. Oh, man, it. it's so, it's so She tried to bring good. Jim Carrey's The Grinch, and I'm, I just, it's, I head for the hills when I see it's that. A, it's, it, that's that's going to be a no for me, dog. I'm not a uh, Dr. Seuss guy. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. His animation gives me the, the heebie-jeebies. Really? Yeah. It gives me the willies. So, uh, I just, oh, wow. So not even the Jim Carrey version, like even the OG? You're not down with the OG? Uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't like his animation style. It freaks me out. Mm. I think I've said this on the show before. I don't know. It just kind of makes me... I don't remember that. Okay. The fact that... I'm sorry. Someone could be living on just a... Like a whole community like that could be living on like a speck of dusk on my jacket right oh, now. That's, you know? Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, no. Yeah, because... Yeah, every time you... Every time then you like flick some dust, you're like, have I just... Have, have I done a mass genocide yeah if i committed mass genocide that's literally what i was gonna say <laughs> you've done a genocide i don't know i mean like i mean like whatever there's microorganisms we, we were talking about christmas and now we've moved to genocide and i really didn't see us going in that direction this yeah morning. no i don't i don't, I don't we're gonna talk that. about christmas today guys we're gonna look at an old testament prophecy from the ancient prophecy of isaiah can we do that together isaiah yeah, I did. you said we're doing Christmas. I didn't know we were doing Isaiah. Let's Christmas. go back. Let's go back and back and back and back. We're going to Isaiah nine. I'm hey, can I ask you a question? Another question about Christmas. Is there a Christmas SpongeBob? You've never seen it? No. What? No. I was thinking about you the other day because no. I saw that. Um, I was. No. I saw that uh, that Vegas orb thing, and I thought, what if they put the SpongeBob bubble uh, halftime show? <laughs> That's on a that? great idea. That would be so but cool. You need to tweet it. Wait, them so there's a Christmas. There's a Christmas SpongeBob. There's two, and uh, the original is awesome. And they did a they did a new one probably five or six years ago. That's claymation, and it's awesome. Really? Yeah, they're both really good. Okay. The, the OG is like there's a Some good jokes in it. Yes, and there's a sing along in it that's just spectacular. You've never sent it to me. I have. I just. I just don't. I don't know if you remember or if you, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch it. Because there's no way I haven't sent it to you. I just know myself. You just confidently said I have. Yeah. So there's a. There's that was this, a Cam Greg. You right you remember it because there's the scene where uh, uh, Squidward starts realizing how much of a jerk he's been, and they do an overlay with a donkey. Whenever he's Squidward says, "I feel like a." I've been such a, I feel, and, the, and then a donkey shows up on the screen and goes, hee-haw, hee-haw, and you're just like, whoa. It's so funny. That's great. My, there's a thing in there that makes me and my dad, like, buckle laugh, and it's- Hey, you could get your dad's Christmas cheer back. Yeah. That's <laughs> literally what the whole episode's about. So maybe I just need to Just show him the episode him. again. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Linkos is just putting, stringing lights up on 109. I, I, I'll send it to you. I- the the new one's good. I, you, Please I think do. you appreciate it, Please but I, it's not as good as first. But I think it's good. Um, let us turn our hearts and minds to the ancient prophecy of Isaiah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, chapter nine, verse one. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future. 
he will honor Galilee of the nations by way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Sorry, Yoshi's just being ridiculous. Um, you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. As warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Love it. Wowza. Mm. That's, a, that's really cool stuff. Yeah, tasty. I really like that. Um, so, what, what is grabbing your heart when you hear and experience those words, first of all? Well, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I, it's hard for me to not notice verse five every, every time, every time I find myself in Isaiah nine and which this is something like, um, I love with high schoolers is to go back and look at prophecies and show where they're fulfilled. I just think it's a really fun thing. And then just to put a timestamp on them, like, Hey, this is, this is a long time before Jesus was born. And here are some really cool things that it says about him or whatever the truth may be. But I love... So verse five. It's really cool. So here's here's what I love about every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Okay, so like uh, when I come home from work, I, you know, my 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 sister is a, uh, a nurse practitioner who really enforces the rule of taking your shoes off at the door. She's just like, ah. you don't know, like there's so much studies about what you carry around on your shoes and you want to get your kids sick, less take your shoes off of the door, wash your wow. hands, take your, your shoes off the door. Great. Like, so we've kind of adopted at our house, but like just, just when we think about it, so, like, um, <laughs> so we have like a shoe cabinet or whatever. But when I come home from work, I, I take my shoes off either right outside the door or I put them in our shoe cabinet, which sits by our front door. If I, for some reason I'm over there. And I take them off. Uh, when I get up the next day, I put them on and I, I go out to work. Yeah. Um, just like when, you know, if I'm wearing a coat that I'm I, like, doesn't smell like a Mexican restaurant because I've eaten there or like, you know, doesn't, doesn't have food stains on it or something. And I'm going to wear it again the next day. I usually set it on a chair in our kitchen or I leave it in the front seat of my car just because I'm like, I'm going to wear this again the next day. Yeah. Um, that's just like normal for me. What I think this is saying is really cool. Um, this is not saying like a warrior came home, they took their boots off and set them by the door because they know they're going to go back, back out and do the thing again. Ah, there's going to be more battles. Yeah. They're, or like, you know, they, they had their coat on, they got, they got blood on it, but like, you know, they got, they got to put it back on. It's because it's, it's what, it's their uniform. Right. This is saying there's coming a day when, when this is all over and you can just go and throw those in the fire and be done with them. Like there, never again will you have to put your your warriors your boots on or your your coat that's covered in blood from all the fighting that you've done. The, Just throw it in the fire; it's the, done with. Yeah, the fire thing is so stark because it's exactly what you're saying that 
there is coming a day where there is no more war. Mm-hmm. There's no more bloodletting. Yeah. There's no more conflict. It's like really cool. the, so war is like one thing. Like we, I mean, there are wars happening all over the place right now. And so that is, it's a staggering thing to think about. But as like the personality that both you and I have, the idea that we could, that there's going to be a time when there's no conflict at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's like Praise so comforting. My, it's oh. like my brain is experiencing serotonin like, right now. If, if like, you like Thomas, what's the thing you ask for every day from the Lord? And the most often I would say it's, it's a reduction a, in conflict. It's a five letter word that starts with P peace. <laughs> it's just like, just, let, let, let there be peace. Let there be peace. Um, yeah. I, okay. So one of the things that, that grabbed my attention in this is right before the part, Yoshi, honestly, we're trying to talk about Jesus. Honestly, who does this shit? She just gets the squeak. Whenever we record the podcast, she finds the squeakiest toy. She I love that you threw it about four minutes ago. Not that we both forgot about it. Yeah. She went and retrieved it and just waited yeah. and waited and, and waited. Then, and then bye Zeke. Love you. Hard. See bye you Anne. Have a good day. Our audience is gone. <clears throat> Yeah, so this is no longer they a live tomatoes, recording. At least. <laughs> um, the thing that grabbed my attention was right before the verse that grabbed your attention. And it's because of something that you and I have been learning about how to read the Bible more effectively. And um, Ooh, I didn't even notice this. So it says, cool. as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered. So what is, okay, so what has God shattered? The yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Yeah, it's cool. There's this bar, bar, bar. Like a yoke is like this big piece of yep. wood yep. that goes across your shoulders and that you can, like, if you're going to cause an ox to to plow your field, you put this wooden bar mm-hmm. over its shoulders so you can direct it. And it has to do, has to do, go where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a tool of control. Yeah. And, um, and what the, what Isaiah is saying is that the Lord is going to not only, um, reduce the fact that you've been controlled Mm -hmm. by burdens that you don't want to bear, but that that tool of control will be shattered. Mm. So it's a, it's a, it's a similar concept to what you're talking about with the, with the, implements of war being burned mm. so that there will be endless peace. Like, but also you won't be controlled mm. by th- burdens that you don't want to bear anymore. Mm. And it's not just that those will be reduced. The The implement that controls you will be shattered. So the thing that we've been, you and I have been doing, we've, we've been taking in a lot of Bible project lately. Mm. And one of the things that Tim Mackey in the Bible project talks about is whenever you see repetition in the Hebrew Bible, that's a sign to pay attention. Yeah. And it's not accidental. It's, it's not, not grammatical mistakes. It's, yes. it's on purpose. And it's not just somebody being extra. Yep. It is, they're underlining it. They're highlighting it. Yep. So the, you've shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Mm. It's like, it's, this is a, they're tr- he, this Isaiah is tripling down yeah. on the implement that controlled your life with burdens you did not want to be yeah. burdened with yeah. is going to be completely destroyed. Yeah. That is so exciting. Yeah. And the very next thing that happens is, and there's going to be peace mm. that spreads so completely 
that implements of war will be burned. Yeah. You'll never take them up again. Yeah. It's really cool. I, so this is that verse in particular is, is, uh, drawing my attention to the, to the future. I mean, just like this whole thing's yeah. prophetic, but just thinking about like when I, when I, when I hear the word yoke as a 29 year old man at this point, who is not a farmer, right. I always think of Jesus just saying my yoke is easy. Oh yeah. You know, just, yeah. just thinking about like my burden is light. Yeah. I, shattered the yoke that burdens them. And yeah. you know, Jesus is offering a yoke that's easy mm. and a burden that is light, which I think is really cool. It's so cool. Um, it, I just, it just drew my eyes there. Not that this is necessarily doing that to you. We're doing that on purpose, but I, it does. No, I th- I think, you know, we kind of talked about this last week a little bit, but like letting your mind make, conne- like y- your, your mind and your heart made a connection to Matthew 11. Mm-hmm. It's like, let it go there. That's not yeah. accidental. No. Yeah. No. You know, at the very least, which this is, that's a, that's a, a misnomer, but just saying like, if the Holy Spirit's doing that, I think it's something that's worth paying attention to yeah. whether a, uh, a scholar did it on purpose or not. It's like, but the Holy Spirit's doing that as I read that, which I think is really cool. The place that I, I go to go to next when reading this, yeah. which I, I don't like necessarily saying that, but, um, it just happened to be what happened. Like I have my, I have my, my, my best hits in Isaiah nine. Um, and that's kind of where my eyes went. I didn't necessarily have, actually, I just talked about one that I feel like the, the Holy spirit was showing me, which is really cool. But, um, if you go down to verse, uh, six, mm-hmm. you get four names of, of Jesus, right? Yeah. Like he'll be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Um, that's a, that's a really cool thing that I think like, um, is easy to remember this time of year and it's easy to associate with this. It's easy to associate with Christmas time. I love looking at those four names and drawing direct lines to the gospels where mm. Jesus fulfills those. Nice. So okay, say more. Yeah. Like, uh, when you think about a counselor in your life, yeah. what, did, what do they offer? Right. They, they, they are a good listener uh-huh. and they offer, uh, solutions and tools that you wouldn't have thought of to help yes. you through a thing that you're going through. Yeah. So I was talking about this in a high school Bible study a few weeks ago and our friend Janet pointed out like, cause someone asked the question like, okay, when's an example that Jesus is a counselor. And I kind of fumbled my way through thinking about some stuff. And Janet was like, okay, think about the sermon on the Mount. He gives a lot of wisdom that nobody would have really thought of on their own. In fact, they would have said a lot of the exact opposite things, but he's saying, Hey, here's how you should do things, which I think is a really cool thing. Um, when you think about mighty God, my, my first instantly, my first thought is Mark four, just, um, when his disciple, when Jesus calms the storm, his disciples are like, who is this that the, that the wind and sea obey him? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's you know, you're like, yeah. that is, it's just something that is interesting to me. Um, I, I love, I love breaking this down and thinking of just ways that, that the Lord, uh, <clears throat> sorry, fulfills those, those names. Yeah. Um, though one of the things that I realized after, you know, cause it's like, if you don't read the entire old Testament for yourself, then, you know, you, you get greatest hits like you're talking about. If you're just are around church stuff or you are in the West during Christmas. So it's like, I've always been aware of these names my entire life. The wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. But, um, one of the things that I, discovered when I read the Bible for myself, the entire thing was that in the book of judges, um, the, 
the parents of Samson, mm. the judge, they get a visit from a this spiritual being who is not a normal person. And he this being predicts the life of Samson that you guys are going to get pregnant and they're like, Oh, but we've been struggling to get pregnant. And he's like, yeah, you're going to get pregnant and he's going to be this, this great person or whatever. Um, although he was also kind of an awful person. Samson is not a story for kids. No, but you know, people love to tell that story for kids because it's about a strong dude with cool hair. <laughs> exactly. O- ostensibly it's about, um, but he does get a buzz cut at a certain point. So, you know, sometimes, Sometimes guys with great hair for some reason want a buzz cut. So yeah, hey, listen, it goes back. Um, so yeah, so they're they're predicting the birth of this ba- of this of this dude. Well, Samson's parents ask this heavenly being, "What is your name?" Mm. And this being says, "My name is Wonderful." Mm. And a lot of biblical scholars believe that this is one of the theophanies, which mm. a theophany is like a a pre-Christmas appearance of Jesus yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah, would that be like um, Jacob? Yes, Jacob yeah. wrestling. And, and Is it Abraham who three beans appear to him? Yes. Yeah. And then... Um, That's cool because that one switches from saying an angel of the Lord to switching to... Yahweh, right? The Lord. Like, the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also there's one where Joshua, before he goes into battle, mm, this yep. this being shows up, and and it says the angel of the Lord, but then he's like he like bows down and he accepts that bow down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell him get up. I'm just a, a servant like you. So cool. Yes. So um, that's that's a place my mind goes when I see these names. Um, one of them. Um, I've I've heard people say that that the that you could read this everlasting Father as the Father of Eternity. Wow! It's like Jesus is a wonderful Counselor. He is the Mighty God. He's the He's the controller of the clock. Hmm. Like He manages the clock. Yeah, well. yeah. And, you know, you think about like you th- you think about uh, what was it uh, uh, Miami um, Mario Cristobal this year. And yeah, not one of his best that, attributes the, yeah. as a ten million dollar year. That's head right. Coach. The way the way that Mario Cristobal runs the clock is like, now you want somebody that in and, and and which is would you please stop? Um, like you want somebody that that can manage um, the future and and all that kind of stuff, and 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 I think that some people in their experience with Jesus is like, I wish he would hurry up, mm-hmm. or I wish he would have let this wait. Or something like that, but he's always right on time. Mm. It's really cool. I it takes me to John one, and I, mm. you know, I just in in when I think about everlasting Father, I just it, it which is it's going hand in hand with what you're saying. And I love that you 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 said you said a callback to a choir song that you wrote a long time ago, which I love. But oh, right on time. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you've forgotten the ones you've written. <laughs> I don't remember that song at all. You know what's amazing is when you're walking down the street. Like I walk down the street in Oak Ridge all the time in June and all of a sudden I'm singing one of those songs because it's just in my, just, you know. It's down in your cells. Well, yeah, we do these choir songs. We practice for weeks and weeks and weeks. We sing them twice and then That's they're it. still in there, but yeah. like, you know. Yeah, they're in the tank somewhere. Yeah. Um, Speaking of things that are written, if you are uh, 
somebody listens to podcasts, that's funny to say on yes, a podcast. Uh, Lee has written an Advent devotional mm-hmm. called Promise, and you can find it on Spotify. So if you're someone who is looking for something like that uh, halfway through Advent at this point, it's it's an easy listen. It's encouraging and sweet. They're about nine to ten minutes each episode, and it's worth a worth a goog. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Prince of Peace. Uh, you you've you know just to. Sticking with a theme that I started here of, of drawing lines to the Gospels, and it's a really easy thing for me to think about. Um, just people who had no peace, and the Lord provided it. And I'm just, you know, I'm being a sp- like, I'm literally drawing lines and saying like, uh, you know, gathering demoniac. Like, yeah. think of somebody who, yeah. when you think of someone who doesn't Good have peace, call. it's like, le- you know legion for we are many and then all of a sudden he's sitting upright in his right mind fully clothed the thing that i the thing that's so cool that's a really good pull the thing that i thought about was in john 18 where um like a detachment of 500 temple guards and soldiers come to arrest jesus and he Mm. he says who are you looking for and they say jesus of nazareth and he says i am yeah and then they all just fall down yeah they just like trained military fall down on their backs Mm -hmm. and it's like that the prince of peace has the ability to just dispatch yeah yeah even thinking about that it's like it's just a way of saying like this is the way that people have thought peace has come about throughout history we send we send soldiers into battle and fight and then we have peace yeah and just to say like nope y'all hit the deck this isn't how it's done Mm. I think that's a really cool thought. That's cool. Um, I love that um, that the place that this whole thing started was um, Zebulun and Naphtali okay. and Galilee because the um, people just didn't like mm. the people who lived in Galilee. They didn't like those people. Mm-mm. And um, yeah, and you had to, you know, in, from Jerusalem to Galilee, you had to go through a place that nobody wanted to go through. On top of that, yes. nobody wanted to go through Samaria to get to Galilee. Yeah, and they and it borders it's like a longer route. Yeah, it borders the. You know, it's, it's like there's, there's a bunch of Gentiles up there. Yeah. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of not us up there. <laughs> this is the land yeah. of not us. It's the land of them, mm. and that um, that the hope and the salvation of all humanity comes out of the people that I consider to be them mm. is that is really staggering. Yeah. That's cool. I, I love, I love when there's callbacks or uh, shout outs to geography in the scriptures mm-hmm. because it's, you know, in a, in a book of, in a, a religion of faith and hope and these things that aren't, you know, sometimes aren't physically tangible. Yeah. Uh, geography is, which I think is really cool. And when you think about the geographic uh, prophecies of the Old Testament, if you just look at them about the birth of Jesus, right? Yeah. They could be contradictory to somebody who doesn't do a little bit of work. And it's one of the things that the, the Pharisees used against Jesus that's, a lot. That's right. Which is, isn't he supposed to you know, come from Bethlehem? And then you think about the things that happened for him to be born in Bethlehem. Yeah. And then you, you, know, you could also say, well, aren't they supposed to call him out of Egypt? And then you're like, yeah. They did do a little work. Yeah. yeah. But like, why are they giving a shout out to Galilee? If he's from Bethlehem and he was supposed to be called out of Egypt and then you're like, that's where they he was. Next. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. I love looking at it yeah. because those are things where it's like just as easily as this could be used to, to, uh, uh, squander belief in him. Just like Pharisees did. Even, even they, even people that were like, wait, 
from Nazareth. Check and see. You'll see that no prophet comes out of Nazareth. And it's like, guys, Jonah was from Nazareth. Yeah. Also, just... just I mean, Jonah was the, the worst. But yeah, like... Yeah, dude, just... Yeah. But he was from Nazareth. I'm not going to do the thing you want me to do. Why would I do that? <laughs> and I hate those people. I hate those people. The <laughs> Why worst. do you care about those people? I hate them yeah, so yeah. much. <laughs> All right, well, let's go... <laughs> Go stink a little bit, then go talk to him. Yeah. Can you imagine how you smelled after you crawled out of a belly of a fish? <laughs> well, vomited from a fish. Holy uh, cow. So, <laughs> fish plus I've thought about fish vomit before. <laughs> Things that stink. <laughs> Just anything. <laughs> Just imagine, like, Jonah crawling out of that belly, someone throwing him a roll of cottonelle, and he's just like, <laughs> trying to clean off. <laughs> Let me go talk to these guys. Did you stink? <laughs> I almost made another tuna mac joke right there, but I'm not going to do nah, that. No, let's eat tuna mac, man. That's a great idea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, hold on. No, I promised Rob I wouldn't roast it anymore. Okay. Yeah. All right. I support tuna mac. That's. I won't eat it, but I support it. We support that somebody wants to do that. Yeah. Um, guys, we hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks for joining us today. Special guest Thanks to Anna Younger for mm. showing up on the pod. Yeah, she drove in from Cookville to be on our podcast. She did drive in from crazy. Cookville for that reason. Yeah, it's true. You know, she. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But she didn't like the show enough to stick around the whole time. No. I mean, we did give her some giggles, but then. Um, Don't the, say we. You gave her giggles by gently roasting me. No. You, 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 got, you, got, you got some gigs, too. You got some gigs. Okay. Um, guys, Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. I'm Lee. I'm Tom. This has been Ancient and New. Bye. On Christmas night, all Christians sing to hear the news the angels bring. On Christmas night, all Christians sing. To hear the news the angels bring News of great joy, news of great mirth News of our merciful King's birth should men on earth be sad since our redeemer has made us glad then why should men on earth be sad since our redeemer has made us glad when from our sin he set us free to gain our liberty When sin departs before His grace Then life and health come in its place Sin departs before His grace Then life and health come in its place Angels and men with joy may sing All for to see the newborn King
Which made the angels sing this night All out of darkness we have light Which made the angels sing this night Glory to God and peace to men Now and forevermore, amen Glory to God and peace to men